Welcome to Sitting at His Feet podcast. Tonight, we will talk about the aspects of God, part one. This session will start with summarizations of these three blogs. A, what God requires. B, recognize who he is. C, I am who I am. Let's begin. God wants our full measure of love, honor, glory, and respect for who he is, his character, not who he is to us individually or collectively. For us to love one another, embrace his creation of mankind with love and respect, giving honor to whom honor is due. Live our lives showing mercy towards one another. We should learn to and exercise daily the bridling of our flesh, which is corrupt and temporary, while enhancing our spirit, which is eternal. God is above us all in positioning. First, he's in heaven. Additionally, in his actions, thoughts, compassion, patience, and creativity, to name a few. God is holy all the time. His holiness does not waver. It embodies him. God has all the answers to every situation. He's unstoppable in his ability to deliver heal, change, rearrange, manifest, whatever it is that is needed to carry out his plan for everything he created. The name I am who I am is so powerful, it causes you to take notice. There's no authority greater than it, and it leaves no room for questions when it is spoken what is to be accomplished everyone knows it is god that name causes all beings to stop and get out of his way and obey whatever he says next will be the reading of each blog in its entirety to give you more understanding while encouraging you to dig deeper for yourself into the aspects of god First, what God requires. It is so simple, a fool need not error. He said it in various ways in the Old and New Testament. The Ten Commandments is a detailed layout of what he expects from his people. In the New Testament, he tells us on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love thy neighbor as yourself. In the book of Micah, chapter 6, verse 8, it says, This, what does the Lord require of you, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to humbly walk with your God? If the Ten Commandments went over your head and the two commandments that hang all the law and prophets, then the question that answers itself in Micah should bring clarity. To do justly 
is to love thy neighbor as thyself, to not bear false witness against thy neighbor, to not cover thy neighbor's house, wife, nor anything that is your neighbor's. It also covers you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, and you shall not steal. As people of God, you would think these things would come easily, but they don't. Because we are flesh and spirit, not spirit alone, and our flesh, when given the okay from us, will do as it pleases, and it is rarely in step with God's will. To love mercy is to not hold your neighbor punishable for every wrong committed against you. Show mercy and pardon or reduce the punishment, knowing that without God, you too could be guilty of the wrong against you or wrong, period, under the right circumstances. To love mercy is to think merciful first before you think punishment. Any consequence of action that is contrary to the rule should be wrapped in mercy simply because God shows mercy to us daily on matters known and unknown to us as wrongs are committed against God and others. To humbly walk with your God is to obey the first and greatest commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. The Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. In honoring your, your father and your mother, which gives you the promise of the chance to live long upon the land the Lord your God has given you. Again, so simple, a fool need not error. Yet, how many times have we needed God's mercy to help us in our weakness and ignorance? Weak in that we fail to subdue the desires of the flesh so that we do not sin against God. Being ignorant of what's truly required of us and what it details in these modern day and times, then add to it the complexities of carrying out what it is required explains the difficulty. What is required, I mean, explains the difficulty in doing the most simplest things. Just think about it. On paper, to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul seems easy. But to walk in that way is truly complex because, we, because it holds us to a standard we are not accustomed to. In order to love God as he requires, causes us to think with our spiritual mind more than our fleshly mind. And that takes discipline and an understanding of the difference between spirit and flesh and a love and reverence of the God we proclaim as ours. 
it is so true that once you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, all things become new because your driving force for the actions you choose changes from flesh to spirit and is manifested throughout your Christian journey bit by bit. The complexities of complying to what God requires diminish the more we walk in the new us, which is governed by the spirit and bind or subdue the fleshly controls of our humanness. What God requires so simple in the spirit, impossible in the flesh. Let's get spiritual people of God and walk in his ways more easily. Secondly, recognizing who he is. God asks, who can compare to him or be his equal? No one. Though we are in his image and likeness, it is not equivalent to his equal, nor even comparable to his ability. Know that even when we perform miracles, it's not done by our own power, but by the power of God in us, his Holy Spirit. Found Isaiah chapter 40, verse 25. This is how we know we are not him and could not measure up to who he is. Everything God has done, all of his works, is holy, and all of his ways are holy. Mankind has never done everything holy set aside for God. We are too selfish and desiring of glory to be holy in everything we do. Yet, we know that not we ourselves, but God is who makes us holy. So even if we attempted to live holy, without God, causing the change, we would fail miserably because we cannot obtain what we do not possess nor have the ability to manufacture. Found in Psalms 145, 17 and 77, 13. We may call on many people, even ones we consider holy ones but none can answer us but god no one else can make the difference in our lives like god can he's magnificent just think about it if we had the ability to be god's equal what need of him would we have anything we wanted needed we could make happen for ourselves and therefore no longer be his creation created to honor him but simple clones of himself unworthy disrespectful giving no honor or loyalty to our creator also having no love honor and respect for one another no unique characteristics for others to admire and aspire to be more like. We definitely are not him 
And thank God we aren't. Clones are never, never like the original that is already in existence. Amen. Lastly, I am who I am. In the book of Exodus, chapter 3, verse 14, is where you'll find when God told Moses to tell the people of God, the Israelites, who sent him to deliver them from the hand of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, he said, tell them, I am who I am sent you. This name is so powerful that it causes you to take notice and be in awe of the power of it. To own the name, I am who I am, shows the authority of God, the abilities of God, the trustworthiness of who he is in his fullness. This name shuts down all questions about the message being delivered. One would have to be God to have this name. No other being could make such an impact upon mankind. The supreme status of God comes forth through this name. Although there is power in the name of Jesus, the one whose name is I am holds control over all beings. When God steps in, every being takes a back seat. God has the final say on everything. Without his approval, it will not be done. Thank God he does not abuse his position and has great patience with his creation. Anyone in his hands experiences no strain, no abundance of stress, or heavy burden. He equips us for the task he has set before us and expects us to have victory through his guidance. Although we go to Jesus, directions comes through God. The word says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, Matthew 4 and 4. Jesus reminded Satan of this when Satan tempted him in the wilderness. This exchange shows that God is in full control of all beings. Nothing can be done without God. Many will have differing positions and their own free will to choose, but even those things came from God. We have not accomplished anything without him. I am who I am is truly supreme. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you have been encouraged and edified in the word. Believers of God, our creator, and his only begotten son, Jesus, take a moment to let it all soak in and be blessed. Thanks.